0: Greetings. Um, it's Uncle Lucas. I'm back home, um, kind of giving you a two for this week because, you know, I've been gone for a while and I wanted to hit the ground back running a little bit. Um, today, I wanted to talk about mental and um, psychological stressors that like are now being um, focused on more in the media in athletes. And um, I highly applaud this because it's um looking at stuff and um athletes and they're speaking out on how they had to seek mental help and um get mental um health um you know guidance and stuff like that which is good no matter who you are what race you are and what you do is always good to have somebody that you can sit and talk to about your thinking and help you align that and make sure that you don't have any um, mental barriers or hang-ups or regressive um, things from your past that, um, you know, affect you. Um, as I live and breathe and talk to you now, I can say that um, a lot of, uh, you know, the growth and um, development in my life has been because i I routinely talk to, um, mental health people and, um, I'll tell you, um, it's good to have somebody to like, you know, kind of vent to, uh, how I first got into it. Um, I was married and, um, we had to go to a counselor and, um, just for like, you know, couples, you know, type little things that we wanted to try to better. And, you know, I, I enjoyed it. You know, I, enjoyed having somebody i could like talk to to have like mediate and be in the middle so you didn't argue and stuff like that so even though my other side didn't whenever our relationship dissolved i just you know kind of wanted to keep talking to that person and like build a you know because i've built built like a rapport and a relationship with them where i could like you know you know, throw things off the wall, bounce things off the wall with them and just, you know, try to clear my mind and my mental space, which was arguably one of the best decisions I made in my life because that helped me start aligning, you know, my um, mental resolve, my, um, you know, uh, resiliency and support system. But um, lately we've been seeing um, in the news and headlines attacks on various people and athletes for just speaking out on the, um, you know, long-held tradition of stoicism, you know, or, you know, that, uh, you know, just because I'm an athlete, I'm invulnerable, you know, I'm, you know, grandiose, I'm, 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 I'm above, making mistakes and like I I always like think of the best quote and soundbite from an athlete ever was um Charles Barkley saying I'm not a role model um athletes aren't role models um an athlete is just you know somebody that has a skill in a sport and it's good enough where somebody will pay them to do something that they they love doing uh in in essence we kind of probably give them the stoicism because we're jealous of how free they are. You know, like who gets to wake up every morning and you know train or do something that contributes to doing a sport that you love from childhood to adulthood and it makes you money that's like beautiful like you know singers you know entertainers actors you know they you know actors went from playing like little play play skits in their houses and stuff as kids to being on on movies and and on you know so it's it's a lot of like misplaced you know like where we like try to place these people in this space where, you know, like we hold them at a higher accountability and we hold them at a higher you can't fail than we would hold ourselves because you know we were jealous. And initially we're we're all kinda like, man, I would love to be doing that, you know, but just because they do it, you know, they gotta, you know, they gotta be a little higher of a standard because kids watch them or you know they got fans and stuff like that so like yeah okay but average american thirsty for um that 15 seconds of fame and you know on podcasts like this um on um instagram twitter facebook uh the reason people record videos of stuff happening Hoping they can catch something to make it go viral. To get followers and likes. We all have that like craving where we, they kind of want the limelight, but like, look what we, what the average person would do with it. If you were just woke up tomorrow and you had the celebrity of Simone Biles, Are you had the celebrity of PJ Washington? Are you had the celebrity of, you know, Andrew Wiggins? Now I bring up these names because in late these individuals have been under immense fire um, for seemingly things that if it happened in the regular world, no one would care. If it happened to you, people listening to me that like might not be a celebrity, no one would care. No one would even wanna like be in their business unless it was just somebody that just was nosy and trying to be in your business. You know? PJ McC Washington, you know. Um, if you don't know who he is, he's a, a basketball player. Um plays in the NBA. Uh, and, um, he is a new father, right? But the, um, the downside is he had, uh, a baby with, um, one of our Instagram celebrities, uh, by the name of, uh, Brittany Renner. Um, very beautiful woman. Uh, very, uh, kind of eclectic, uh you know, and, um, wide, uh, brush of character within her. Um, I read her book about like, you know, her like, growing up in Mississippi and all that stuff. And, um, you know, her coming of age story as a, you know, a woman that, um, just didn't like kind of go by the norms of what you think a, a woman was, you know, like, you know, like she was kind of aggressive when it came to dating and sexuality, you know, and, that's a new thing that's prevalent in some women you know it's not so more be submissive on um, the damsel um you know <laughs> some women are knights and warriors and some men are damsels um but she um she basically um in like you could go back and look at prior things that she said before they even met she She's like a person that like if she like set her mind to something it's getting done. Uh it's getting done, you know, no matter what it is. Uh you know like and coming from the presence like of uh of an athlete, she conducts things kind of like an athlete when she goes after it. she trains, gets her mind and body right and then she goes for it. So when she went after this young rookie NBA player she knew who she was going after. She was going after a young guy, not much experience in, around things that's around the basketball realm. Like, you know, like they say groupies and, um, you know, influences and stuff like that. She wanted to grab somebody, you know, before they really got, you know, to the, uh, the older heads or the veterans telling them, Hey, you know, you know, don't hang with these people. Don't mess with these people. And, like, before he got that tutelage, uh, he was in a relationship with her. And shortly after he got in a relationship with her, she got pregnant. Shortly after having the baby, she filed for divorce. And now he has to pay her um, $200,000 a month. That is enough salary in a year, probably, for, you know, like, two people... In a household to take care of at least three, four children, but for one child, this guy has to do pay that when probably it's uh, at least half of his salary. Uh, he's PJ Washington is a good basketball player, but he's no LeBron James by by any means. He's no um, Ja Morant. He's no um, Zion. Uh, so his uh. His pay isn't um isn't quite up there. And so like now this young man, this rookie player, plays with the added stress of knowing that he gotta like he's gotta play on a higher level. He's gotta get higher pay because that lifestyle that he imagined when he was dreaming of going to the NBA is now cut into half because uh somebody's achieving their lifestyle just by um you know coming in their life his life and um you know gaining something from him which uh is sad to say that um in the child support kind of realm happens to men like that all the time you know Uh, we always look at the woman as being the saintly um you know oppressed or um you know, neglected party, but it's it's a new age in women, you know. You got some women that'll play the uh, you know, the creep or the uh for lack of better words, the asshole better than men, and have no problem with somebody calling them a gold digger or have no problem with seeing uh, ruining a guy's life. You know, they don't they don't care. As long as they got their the money in the end of the day, they don't care. And they will use that kid as a dagger, a crutch, or anything to make that man do whatever they want. There's some women that will do that. You know, oh, I don't have Fendi, so you can't see your child. I don't have an expense account, and I can't go on vacation, so you can't see your child. You know, they'll do that. And, you know, here's the thing um, when we're talking about stoicism and mental health, men, yes. You are the main person that should be talking to somebody for mental health in this area because um, every day you have to go out there and be strong and stuff like that. And, you know, it's some you know, mom always gets love and affection and the comfort that she needs from a child. And uh, there comes a point when, yo, dad, um, don't give me no sugars, no kisses. You know, don't don't be hugging on me, dad, <laughs> you know. You'll get that you as a father. And there'll come the time as a father, you know, when you will sit and look on Mother's Day. Mom, let's take mom out to dinner. Let's get mom flowers. Let's get that. Father's Day comes. Here, dad, a tie and a card or a watch and a card. Nobody really wants to take you out to dinner or anything. Unless you're a lucky father and you have a daughter, you know. Daughters will... Give all that like affection and like admiration to a father sometimes, you know, but, um, you know, that's it's kind of like uh, thirst or famine um, as a father, anyway, when you're like when looking at like needs. So imagine you're a father and you're getting emotionally neglected and don't get enough, you know, support and uh, affection from the female side and dating are in from your spouse and you know you don't get it from your kids either it seems like your life is to get up work provide until you die now that's being a man yes but what does that do to you mentally when you have to be so stoic that you can't ever express emotion that's kind of like you're repressing a lot of who you are, you know, some of that emotion, some of that, you know. Personality that you had from emotion is what made people like you, what made you a success, what makes you good at business, what makes you good at what you do, what makes you have a flair on the court when you're playing. So, you know, the sad thing is I, I kind of see this, uh this guy's star and this guy's like play probably diminishing because mentally unless somebody's talking with him he's he's gonna be wrecked especially when the kid gets older and he wants to do stuff with him and you know by that time she's got a like you know a taste for doing expensive things and she wants more money out of him she gonna get it and she's gonna use the kid to get it sad but true but it's, um, unfortunate and, you know, it's the stresses we put on athletes that are amazing. Um, going back to, um, uh, athlete that I mentioned earlier, um, Andrew Wiggins, um, late, lately been in the news. Uh, he's a basketball player for golden state and he's, um, anti-vaccine for, um, the COVID vaccine. And, this is his stance. He, he just feels like he shouldn't have to get it, you know, and he's missing games, losing pay. It could possibly be cut if he doesn't get it, but he he doesn't feel that he needs to get it to play basketball, um. you know, and if everybody else in the league has a vaccination and he's around them, quarantined with them and the little atmosphere and stuff like that, and he has to, he tests his, and he tests um, negative, why can't you play? That's just like if you go to a restaurant and you know everybody's there is like, doesn't have a a, like the COVID, you're all wearing masks. Why can't you not wear the mask all around the restaurant? But like, you know, you have to wear the mask until you're at your table and stuff like that. Really and truly, that same air and same bacteria that you can breathe in is in the air at your table, just like it is throughout the restaurant. You know, like they, they, I've seen the little particles per million little video of how germs get in the air with a sneeze. Imagine a call for an exhale if a sneeze could just cover a whole bedroom with germs from like the corner, you know. So, um. And people are like eating him alive, bashing him to the point that it's like it's not even when you talk to him about basketball. It's not even about basketball. It's about vaccine. Like he and he told a reporter like he's like um, I'm doing what's best for my life, and if I lose money, it's my money that I'm losing. Why do you care? And why is it your problem? Now, as an athlete, saying that I applaud him because. Why is it anybody's issue what somebody does when they're famous just because they're famous? Someone vows. During the Olympics, she had what is called the twisties. And um, that's basically, you know, when mind is over mental, mind is over physical ability. You know, mind is so distracting physical ability that it's hard to focus. And it's hard to quiet your mind to uh, to do what you need to do. Now, you might say, oh, that was bull. That was BS. She could have performed. She could have did this. But imagine, have you ever seen a balance beam? Do you know how wide the balance beam is? Now, when you're doing a flip on a balance beam and you got to Perfectly land your feet on it to not like split the beam, fall and hit the beam or fall off the beam. Or you're trying to jump off a trampoline, hit a stationary thing to flip and land on your feet in the vault type thing. And if you miss the thing, you're going to hurt yourself very badly. Uh, You know, if you don't stick the landing, you could break a bone. Or uh, you know, and 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 losing the competition, it's like very targeted things. So like, imagine like if you ever played uh, a game in America we call beer pong, it's like being able to get that ball into that uh, per, uh, cup uh, expertly every time, every time you throw it. Or like throwing darts, you're trying. It's like being able to get a bullseye and then a bullseye and peg the same hole with two bullseyes. That's what gymnasts do. Literally, when they're doing routines, it's that kind of precision. And imagine having a because she had, before the Olympics, some a lot of stuff happening around her, like with her sibling and stuff um, in court and allegations thrown at him that their people were throwing at her you know trying to shame her about it you know and you got this in the back of your mind you know like when you're representing your country and as an olympic athlete you represent your country every four years right so that means you go to work once every four years right you're training three years out of the year and then that one year time to go to work time to make the bucks right and the whole world is watching and your whole country is at you to win that's a lot of pressure um, add to it that a lot of gymnasts start from children and go to like adulthood and there's only like a uh an area of that time when they could perform because, you know, it's hard to perform as a gymnast after having a baby. After, you know, you know, you have a family. It's hard to train and be the gymnast then, you know, so it's a small marginal window Till even the sport would say, oh, we don't want you anymore. Um, we're going to get a younger girl and then we're going to replace her with you on the team or make her your second. So when we fade you out, we already got our next star for promotions, for advertisements. That's cruel, but that's sports. Um that's acting too, you know. And like imagine the mental stress of a dark skinned female actor. You know, dark skinned female actor knows she's gotta either play a lead. And an interracial love affair because you never see two dark-skinned characters in love really on screen. So, you know, she's always got to either be a support to a lighter-skinned or a fairer-skinned actress. Or, you know, get that good supporting lead, but never really the lead lead in a movie. Just because she's dark-skinned. Imagine the mental anguish with that. Um, imagine that you are the best in your field, and just because your your skin color, you're barely eating. That's that's a shame, you know. Uh, look around the world, you know, like in in countries like Germany and countries like you know Afghanistan. You got people dealing with like oppression and stuff like that and um it's mental mental health is really tough you know like the world doesn't focus on like oh your building just got bombed you're a survivor um we in crises we really do a shitty thing of mental health when it comes to like dealing with survivors and survivors guilt And this is not just in America, it's all over the world, you know. You you imagine like a kid that like, you know, is growing up in an area where there's like a war zone. Like, how is that kid ever going to be a normal adult? When they could go to sleep any night and dream of the bombing. Or dream of like uh, seeing people shot in the streets americans really have it fortunate that we only have certain kind of mental stresses that really are bothering us rather than like the heavy ptsd that comes with war that only soldiers and only soldiers get um that's that's a scary and, um, sobering thing. Um, but, um, you know, mental health is, uh, something that we're going to all have to focus on in the next 20, uh, 20 so years. Um, uh, when you look at jobs, when you look at, um, you know, like, like visas, when you look at, um, like various things, um, in America, because, um, you know, it's, it's been so neglected that now it's like, you're starting to see maybe people are having drug addictions because they are struggling to have mental health. I know people that smoke marijuana to stay even, even emotionally. So they're kind of numb or just kind of like repress something that, you know, is a mental issue. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's, that's why sometimes it's so gateway. You know, one day, you know, the the marijuana doesn't do it. So what do you do? You you find something more potent. Like a like a heroin or a fentanyl or a percocet or a cocaine. And like the true reason why you're addicted to this is it's numbing, like alcohol, even. It's it's numbing the pain that you're dealing with mentally because if you're drunk high you're not thinking of it you're not hearing the voices in your mind it's like the 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 saying when you're staring to the abyss sometimes you see something staring back when well then you can go to abyss drunk and high and it's just a hole it doesn't matter but when you're um not in that state you look in the abyss and you you hear everything you hear voices telling you to jump in you hear you know you hear voices telling you you're not good enough you hear voices telling you like you know every horror that you've ever experienced and that's the void of mental health that hole is the void of mental health so um to all listening to it uh i i'm going to be brief with this one because you know it's just something i wanted to touch on and uh something i think um we all should be cognizant of not just as americans if you're a german you know, like you should be cogn- if you're an asian you should be cognizant of it um russian you should be cognizant of it you know South American, you should be cognizant of it, you know, because there's mental health um, care and staying there all over the world. But people are afraid of the stigma of just seeking it out. You know, if you're sitting there right now and you even had the notion like, yeah, I would like to talk to somebody, do it. Just do it. Do one session. And if you don't feel better, you know. I don't know what to tell you. Just find some other way. Don't ever give up though. Um, so with that said, um, before I end this, I always will never um, stoke up, you know, um, um, I will never stoke up um, you know, something that I like, uh, that could like get people's feelings, you know, or emotions, stare up. Or make you question something without giving you a resource so um if you're looking for some good mental health solutions or uh you know groups providers or uh community events uh hit up mentalhealth.gov and um you know look around and um you know try to um find something that you um, could like could work for you you know even if it's just like hey we play soccer we're a group of um guys that's like going through like uh, the stress of being um you know single parents or uh, the stress of being a parent um, paying child support and we meet up and we play soccer you know and you know we're we're together we support each other so we're not drinking or doing stuff like that there are groups like that um whether um, r- on on that site or meetup.com you know and our NAMI.gov, I'm sorry, NAMI.org, that's N-A-M-I.org, you know. Um, There's tons of solutions out there, but um, giving up is never an option. Uh, To all that hear my voice, I I really highly would like to tell you that, again, giving up is never an option. Um, You are important. Um, I want to, like, highlight that and echo that you are important um, to someone in your family. You are important to someone watching that looks up to you. You are important to, you know, someone you work with. You are important to someone who loves you. Um, and you also are important to me because let's face it, you're one of my listeners. You're in the fam. So you're important to me. Um, with that said, as always, you can hit me up with emails suggestions letters are you know if you just want to have somebody to talk to about something you're going through i'm here for that too at legion of lucas at gmail.com all right and you can see it in the um profile description the email as well i'm here hit me up and let's continue the dialogue and let's uh, you know start kind of pushing for some advocates some celebrities to keep coming to the forefront and you know having the courage to say, yes, I got help. Yes, I talked to somebody because when you remove the stigma and make mental health as normal as a dentist checkup, we're all going to be fine. You're going to have a lot less occurrences of people just losing it or snapping or, you know, doing other things and suicides as well. So you're going to lose that threat and those issues and just making it normal. Um, but, um, I would like to also, um, say that I apologize if anybody found this like one a little dark or if it's, you know, staring up some, you know, bad memories or emotions or even doubts you might have in yourself. But, um, like I tell will say, night is always darkest before the dawn. Sunrise is coming. Um, just look to the east, keep your head up, keep moving. And we will all, you know, dance in the sunrise, so With that said, love, peace, and blessings. It's Uncle Lucas, and I'm out.